Episode 18 of the Effective Statistician, four principles about effective delegation and how not only managers can benefit from it. Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. In today's episode, we'll talk all about delegation. Why is delegation so important? Why are not only managers delegating? Why should I delegate can I, if I can do it myself? What tasks can I delegate? How can I delegate appropriately? And why are many people not delegating more actions? This podcast is sponsored by PSI a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member. Welcome to a new episode of The Effective Statistician. I'm Benjamin Pieske and I'm today here with my co-host Alexander Schacht. Hello Alexander. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Thanks. Alexander, today we talk about Delegation, effective delegation, and what delegation is, why do we delegate, and I think everyone in our in business life does delegate tasks, hopefully. And um, I think we've been doing this for years and successfully delegating, right, Alexander? <laughs> yes, sometimes more successful, sometimes less successful. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, maybe a good point. Maybe you can give some examples for a successful delegation. And do you have an example also for like a not so successful delegation? Oh, uh, yeah. So, so a successful delegation. I can remember I had a, I had a series of studies that I needed to um, get outsourced and, and programming for. Um, and I think outsourcing is also a form of delegation. Absolutely. And in this... I worked very closely with the CRO and it worked so smoothly. It worked. Um, so we worked very, very closely together in the beginning. Um, and I think upfront there was an investment from both sides uh, to really kind of get into the groove. But after the second study, it went so smoothly. We understood ourselves very, very nicely, and it it was very, very effective from both sides. Um, very fast, very efficient, just a great experience. And why do you think it was like this successful? So do you do you have some key? I mean, we we discuss about some some more points later on. But what do you think was the key point here for successful delegation? I think uh, there were two key points. One was it was just the right uh, people for the right job, and the other point was we invested a lot in um, communication at the beginning 
and that helped a lot. Okay, and also like an example for some not so well done working delegation. Oh uh, yeah, I I once delegated a task to a person which I completely misunderstood the capabilities. And so the task was far too big for her and the um, she couldn't cope with it. She didn't have the support. Uh, she needed to get things done. She, yeah, and that was a complete disaster overall. So, so um, nobody was really happy. <laughs> no. yeah. But um, so it's basically about not knowing the person very well, or not knowing enough about the person to to delegate. Yeah, um, you know, thinking that you know, and then you actually don't know. Uh, so, okay. so that is uh, that was one of the but, problems. Okay. Well, but why is why did you delegate? So why why is it like in principle why is it so important to delegate things? Well, I think delegation is one of the key elements of how you can work effectively, how you can get done more things, um, because you have only twenty four hours a day, and probably you also want to sleep. At least. <laughs> Um, so I, I think um, that's the best um, way to leverage your time is to also get work done through others. And that helps you actually to also focus on the most important tasks for yourself, for the tasks that you're actually um, best at. So by that, you can actually overall increase your value and, and your impact. Um, and you also can get, you know, um, additional expertise in, you know, so, so sometimes it's better to delegate something to a person that is actually better at the, at the task Absolutely. than you are. So, so, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's why you kind of hire someone to fix your stuff at home. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think this is the, this is one of the key points that you try to delegate tasks to the person that are best suitable for this um, task. So, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. that's not necessarily yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 But, but do you, I mean, obviously you, you do delegate things, but is this a task then only for managers or is this, I mean, we are talking about statisticians in general. I think this is more than managers, isn't it? You know, that was some big learning I had very early in my career. Um, there was this goal to get more done through others. And I said to my supervisor, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm not a supervisor. And she said, no, you're misunderstanding the point. You know, you can get done through others lots of things you can you know um get done work through uh, your peers or through uh people in other functions or you can you know even get work done through your manager you know if for for specific tasks he'll probably be the better person to to do it so yeah absolutely yeah absolutely i think i think this is this is important we we talked about you know the the interaction with other departments and um, sometimes i see myself taking on responsibilities where i reconsider it after a while saying well actually this is 
not my responsibility. So I should give this to somebody who is responsible for it or who should be responsible or yeah, delegate it to somebody, somebody who is more capable, like, you know, statistical programming. Um, we, we work with, together with them and actually they are responsible for the programming and it's not me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And we are speaking here about delegation, not just turfing things. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and one other thing is kind of, it can be inside your company, but it can also be outside your company. So, um, outsourcing is also some form of, of delegation. And what is an example, for example, if your manager is doing, if you delegate tasks to your manager? So an example could be that um, he might be have a better network and a better relationship with certain people. So, um, and if you want to reach out to these people, you can, for example, do that. Yeah. So um, let's say you need to, you can't get an appointment with someone that is higher up in the, the organization and uh, your manager has a better relationship to that person. Well, you can get the appointment via your manager and ask him to, to, to get it done for you. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we already mentioned it, but the, you know, what, what is, What are the benefits of delegating if you actually potentially could do the task yourself? I mean, you already mentioned it that, you know, you have people with, you know, capabilities that are probably better fitting to a certain task. But what are the others? You mentioned CROs, so probably cost effectiveness. Yeah, cost of, is, is, of course, a big driver. And I think cost in a, in a bigger scheme of things, yeah. Um, The other benefit is um, it empowers others to get things done. Yeah. So um, that can be within your team or that can be within your cross-functional team. Um, that is one other thing. Another thing is it um, helps to develop people. So the more you delegate, the more you give others the opportunities to grow. Um, and get training via these different tasks. Um, but I think mostly it's, it's really about you. It's about freeing up your time to do more important work and to deliver to your full potential. Yeah. To, to, uh, because I think, um, We call our podcast The Effective Statistician and um, effectiveness has a lot to do with reaching your potential, you know. And if you spend most of your time doing little things that there's others that could do these things, then you're actually, you know, don't have the time to work on the most important things. Yeah, I think I think this is an, um, a good the thought behind delegation is not on a short term. Um, I mean, it is to free up your time in the afternoon if you have something to do also. But, but in general, I think delegation is more important, really, as you mentioned, to free your time 
for some more important work. And the more important work is nothing in one afternoon or some, well, it could be, but, but in, in principle, this is really, delegation is something, a long-term strategy is uh, to to work in a team that is able to to take on different tasks. So you need to train the others by with delegation. You need to empower others to give them the, the, um, the possibility to really do these tasks also in the future. So this is, this is more than just delegating one task to one person. It's really a strategic thinking uh, to delegate tasks over time and to, to get other people in your environment and your team uh, empowered and trained to do these tasks or similar tasks uh, today next week and next month next year yeah i think that is the kind of development perspective that uh, every supervisor should have um generally for everybody i think delegation should be a habit so um for example if you go through your to-do list you can filter your to-do list by first maybe thinking about it Do I actually need to do it at all? So can I eliminate it uh, or can I automate it? And then the next level is actually, can I delegate it? Is there someone else that could do the job and is in a better situation? And actually following the principles that we will discuss later, um, delegate it in that way. So that sounds like if everyone is delegating, who's doing the work? <laughs> the best person. <laughs> Because, of course, you you will also be on the um, uh, receiving end. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, of course, certain tasks that you shouldn't delegate. Um, that's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the year-end review, for example. Um <laughs> No, well, actually, what what is it's a good good point. What are the tasks that you can or maybe you should not delegate? So I think in general, um, there are much more tasks that you can actually delegate that most people can think of. Um, it's just that you need to very often break these tasks down into delegatable pieces, so to say. Um, but there are certain things that. Um, especially as a leader and here not just leader in a, in a supervisory sense, I think you can't delegate. So um, things like um, your overall strategy or your goal setting um, and for supervisors, of course, oversight over your people, you know, that is the uh, a core task for um, uh, any supervisor. Is uh, taking care of of your people, and that's something that you shouldn't delegate. Yeah, I think you lose your responsibilities if you delegate these key tasks. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, we we will put some more thoughts on this when we, um, you know, have the uh, description of this podcast. But maybe just quickly. There are, there are certain levels of delegation. You already mentioned that you can break it down into little pieces or take a full task. Is there any, 
any advice or anything you experienced over the years so what you can or how you delegate or what level of delegation you you would use so i think there is two models that are very very helpful to have in mind uh, the first model is about um situational leadership that um for a specific specific situation for a specific person you need to um have different ways of how you delegate. So um, let's say you have a, a new beginner who is very motivated but has no clue what to do. Um, the worst thing you can do is kind of just throw something over the fence and say, I empower you to do this. Well, uh, you know, if he doesn't know what exactly to do, he he will just fail. So for these type of tasks in, in this type of situation for that person, um, you need to actually give him very, very close advice and, and yeah, mm, instructions. instructions. Um, whereas kind of on the other spectrum, there are, you know, for specific tasks, really, really, um, strong person who knows it possibly better than you um, and just kind of uh, can get the job done. So um, for such a task, you know, you can be much more high level and you need to be more empowering and, um, uh, and, and, you know, providing good feedback. I think that's, uh, that what these and these situations are, but I think what very often gets uh, mixed up here is that people think, oh, "Oh, this is a high performer. All tasks I give to him is, you know, on this on this higher level." That's wrong, you know. He's a high performer on specific mm. tasks. If he gets something to do now that he hasn't done before, for example, you know. Um, He's now becoming a first-time supervisor. Has never supervised people before. You know, you can't expect that person to be, you know, brilliant at that and kind of delegate this supervision without any kind of, you know, uh, additional help. That just doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas, you know, maybe um, getting a study up up to speed, he has done twenty times. So. That's an easy thing for him, yeah? So, and that's, I think, what is really, really important to have in mind. Situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think high performer is not necessarily high, on one side, is not necessarily high performer on the other side. And this is something you have to keep in mind in order to delegate the tasks um, efficiently to, to somebody else in, in terms of uh, uh, taking the ownership and, and doing the yeah. right thing. So, so that is one model about the situational leadership. There's another model um, that I learned by Michael Hyatt, uh, the five levels of delegation. Um, and just shortly, it's kind of on, on the lowest level is level one, kind of do exactly what I have asked you to do. You know, just follow exactly these these instructions and and uh, then get back to me. Uh, level two would be um, research the topic and report back, and then uh, I will make some decisions and tell you what to do. 
Um, level three would be research the topic, outline the options, and make a recommendation. Yeah. So um, I see the pros and cons, and um, but you make a recommendation for and give me the reason why you have this recommendation, and then I can you know give you my decision. Level four is actually then about the decision moving to the person that you delegate to. So level four is make a decision and then tell me what you did. You know, I trust that you have done the research, that you have evaluated the different options, and I just trust that um, uh, things go in the right direction. But um, I still need to know what you did. So... Don't be, yeah, keep me in the loop. Um, And then level five is um, make whatever decision you think is best. Um, You have my full support. I trust you completely. And, you know, we anyway speak from time to time. Yeah. So. Yeah, Yeah, full trust. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, so that is, and if you combine these kind of levels with delegation to situ- situational leadership, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you have to automatically do it to do the right decisions in terms of delegations. Otherwise, uh, you will have situations where you see that people don't or would work for days or whatever, how long um, doing the wrong things because they haven't fit this back to you and you, you haven't done, you haven't taken the decision together with the information that somebody researched. So it's it's really absolutely necessary to do the right type of delegation. No, I agree. But lots of people have um, problems so with delegating. Yeah. So yeah. It's, um, that's one of the biggest mindset topics. Yeah, because I think they they have you know they they do feel um, having less I don't know not not being under control uh, having the control about things or um, you know they, they feel they make themselves redundant maybe if they give things yeah. away so it's really uh, I don't know um, it it is right or it's important to learn to delegate I think this is something that everyone every leader in a management sense or also in a leadership, in a, in a team sense? Should yeah, we really learn? yeah yes. it's, it, it needs to become a habit. And um, also very, sometimes you need to invest a little bit of time and in, initially it may take longer, um, but over time it just pays off. Yeah, it's, it's true. You know, you always say, well, I, I have had situations I experienced myself or also in other people from the team is that they said after, well, if, you know, I should have done it because it would have, you know, not taken so long and would have been better quality anyway. So, so yeah, but it's a learning curve. It's a long-term decision yeah. to, to delegate. It's, uh, but it's this is, you know, what you just said is actually a violation of our first principle of delegations that we are now talking about. <laughs> Because the first principle of delegation is any task should be done by the most junior team member possible. Why is that? Well, it's just from a um, cost perspective. 
that just makes most sense. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, lots of people high up in the organization can do lots of things. But if they would do all the things they could do, they wouldn't have time to do the things that they should do. So um, always kind of delegate downwards as much as possible. Well, from the cost perspective, I wouldn't I wouldn't fully agree because you know if it takes three times as long to work on a you know half as much paid person, um, that's that may not be cost effective. I think this is this is then also comes together with the uh, with the, um, the learning curve yeah. and the, the training what we talked about earlier and uh, so that, that that the younger or the the most junior team members uh, need to get trained, familiarized, and, and um, you know, in order to yeah. step up. To yeah, but, and of course, this is, there's no black and white here. Yeah. So, so, um, but, but having yeah. this in mind um, is kind of very, very important. And uh, of course, you need to take into account, you know, at which level people are, what are the strengths of the different people, um, It's it's good to um, stretch people a little bit in terms of that they get a little bit outside of their uh, comfort level because that's where growth for them happens and where it's a, you know it's more interesting um, and it's good to kind of build this stretch into the tasks that you're delegating so. That just you know makes it much more interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think interesting or, or make it make the task interesting is actually the second principle um, to delegate task in a way that the people are really interested yeah. to work on it. I think if you if you have done a task like hundreds of times, it might be you know getting a little bit boring. But if it's a new task or a new area or a new um, addition to to the usual task, that is that is interesting and this mot motivates people to to um, to work and to get over their um, daily daily work uh, type and and be motivated to to um, take on the task yeah. in in the best way. I think this is this is uh, this is quite important. I think for day -to -day work. the what you need to know for that is who's the right person for this job uh, in your team uh, or cross functionally. Um, also, what's the right CRO to get the job done? You know, so um, there is um, making this puzzle work is a really, really good, uh, great thing. And very often things get just delegated by um, who has time to do it. Yeah. So just on a purely kind of yeah. workload perspective. And that's, that's just, you know, I've seen that over and over again that um, leads lot to lots of frustration to overall efficiency inefficiencies and it's just bad management it's really badly well yeah 
I, I think this is one of the um, the constraints that management has. I think management usually or, or a team has capacities until you know to a certain level and to optimize the capacities and the availabilities and the time. I think this is this is difficult, but it's not um, you know it's like a um, <laughs> like a local optimum that you try to find uh, in a in a way because you know you can't move around other tasks that the per the perfect person would be doing. Um, you know you can't necessarily move this around. So this is really um, the ideal word in saying that you know you find for every every task that you have or the team has or, or like a department has uh, the absolute correct person or even delegated to to external um, vendors. Um, but yeah, I think this is something you need to keep in mind to find to find um, the optimal solution yeah. within the possible yeah. constraints. Yeah. So, and of course, yeah, as you talked about it, it has two constraints. There's, of course, the, the uh, capacity um, and then there's the capability. And bringing these together is is where the sweet spot is. So um, if you optimize hmm. just for one thing, <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It doesn't work. Explicitly. But of course, this puts kind of more burden on you uh, as a delegator because you need to understand what are the strengths and interests of, of the different people. Um, and it increases the effort to organize things. But, you know, the payoff is tremendous. And just as I, you know, said in my, uh, in my examples that I brought in the introduction, you know, um, I, for the success, I had the right CRO to do the work. For the failure, I delegated it to the wrong person. Yeah. And so... Hmm. Yeah, but it's a lesson learned as well. I mean, if you don't know yeah. before, um, and um, so that's, yeah. that's yeah. an ideal word. Yeah, and I think I think to to, to the point of um, finding the right persons, I think this is this is not only a successful story for for you or me as a delegator, but it's also for the team itself. Um, they are if they are successful, if they're receiving the right tasks, they are motivated, yeah. they are satisfied. It's a it's a win win situation basically if you uh, delegate the correct tasks to the right people, and that will overall lead to better retention mm -hmm. of the people, um, and that is actually also a big cost driver. You know, if you need to train people over and over again because you don't manage them accordingly and you just manage them to their workload, not to their interest, uh, well. People leave. Um, All right. What's or in cross-functional teams actually, you know, maybe the mood de deteriorates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, always, you know, people don't think that they are working on interesting mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is the third principle, Alexander? The third principle is that you need to specify what goal you want to achieve. Define together how success looks like um, and what support uh, the person needs that you are delegating to. 
but resist the urge to tell them exactly how they need to achieve. So you mean to give them the freedom of uh, this, to taking their own decisions and make, or making their own decisions and, and tasks and huh, don't feel yeah. micromanaged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually an interesting thing um, in terms of leadership from the military. So, so uh, yeah, um, I learned about that. Um, I was also at the military here in Germany, but but that's a, <laughs> that's another story. But but uh, the um, they in the German military they also delegate tasks in, in that way that they um, delegate the goal that needs to be achieved. You know, um, get your truck by that time to that spot yeah but they don't tell you you need to take this exact road or whatsoever yeah because you know things may happen yeah there's you know maybe there's an accident or whatever you know um and um and so they can decide on their own What is in this situation the best way to reach that goal? Based on their, you know, strengths, the, the, the occasion, the situation, uh, all the side constraints that, you know, you as a delegator may not see. Yeah. But when the person is actually in, in the task, doing the task, he sees all these other details. And that he needs to kind of manage. And of course, you know, we have um, general sidelines. You know, we have procedures and, and all these kind of things. But they don't tell you exactly, you know, to the most granular uh, detail what to do. So, and, and the other point is, I think it's really important for... Um, uh, Understanding what success looks yeah, like. This Because, is the motivation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying, just just saying or trying to, is is that the the goal, the what is the goal and what is the successful what is the successful reaching of the goal? I think this is the yeah. motivation um, that at the end will you know will be uh, remembered uh, and keep the motivation for the next next task it's really the yeah. the goal so just an, another example on that um for example you want to um set up um a team event you know a team meeting uh where you get together and you get the job okay organize this um this face-to-face -face meeting where all the people from, you know, your team gets together. But what's the goal? Yeah. The goal is not to, you know, to organize this event. The goal is you want to reach something with this mm. event. You know, what do you want to reach? Do you want to train people on a specific topic? Do you want to build a team spirit? You know, what's the goal behind this task? And if people don't understand that, well, they will set up something that is, you know, maybe completely off what was initially the, the underlying goal. Was look into the yeah. calendars and look so. over the free spot in the calendars. That's 
<laughs> yeah. And, and then they organize a couple of sessions and on, on some random topics. And uh, they think, well, job done. Hmm. Yeah. But not reached the goal. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, what about the fourth principle? The fourth principle is actually something that I learned from listening to another podcast, um, Manager Tools. can highly recommend that. And um, that is you shouldn't delegate tasks, but deliverables. And not delegate the, tasks, but deliverables. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the difference between a task and a deliverable is the deliverable is the task plus reporting back. Because um, the background to that is if the organization doesn't know that something has happened, and basically the organization knows by the person reporting back to the supervisor um, or you know to the person that delegated, um, then only the information about that the job was done is in the system. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't really have value for the organization. And also from a you know delegator perspective, that takes burden off from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's part of the, I think we will have this in a separate podcast. It's kind of, this feeds into the selling your achievements um, areas where, you know, when you have a task, completing the task is one thing, but reporting it back correctly is the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yes, it will be a topic of an upcoming episode. <laughs> but Some final thoughts. So we have gone through these four different uh, principles now. So, so principle uh, num number one was any task should be done by the most junior team member possible. Um, and um, number two was delegate tasks in such a way that they're interesting for the people to work on. Number three was specify what goal you want to achieve. And number four was delegate deliverables, uh, but not tasks. Um, we had some kind of additional thoughts on this, uh, this topics that didn't really uh, fit into these kind of uh, principles. Um, but, and one of this was that you need to create an environment where your team members can thrive, where, you know, there's, there's good project outcomes, there's lots of motivation, and there's, you know, high employee engagement. And that will lead to success of both, you know, team members, but also, you know, the general leadership. And also in terms of leadership, if you think of, you know, a leader without a title, you know, if you um, can lead your study team to success, that will also, you know, make you successful. And of course, there's always kind of initial upfront investment in this. So, you know, we have talked about a couple of things that, you know, that you need to invest some time in getting six right. But it pays yeah, off. And even failure is sometimes an investment. <laughs> find out if people are able or capable to, to take the tasks or not. <laughs> 
So if you if there's never failure in delegation, then you're probably not stretching enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on the uh, our homepage, actually, um, we have some further reading for this. So just visit theeffectivestatistician.com um, or click in your podcast app on the link and you will find the show notes. Okay, and thanks, Alexander, for the summary. And um, thanks for listening. And we uh, you hear more from us next week. Bye. Bye. We thank PSI for sponsoring this show. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it.